This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Do you know the secret from Daniel? Do you know the secret from Daniel 3.25 and Daniel 7.13? Do you know it? His answer, because the Son of Man is also the Son of God, the Lord God Omnipotent. That's why we call him Jehovah Jesus. Jehovah Jesus, because it's linking the Son of Man with God the Son, the Son of God. This is the great secret that was revealed in this verse in the book of Daniel, these verses in the book of Daniel. The great secret is that God himself would become a man, the Son of Man. That's the great secret. That's what Paul called, Ken said there's going to be an a conference on the mystery of godliness. This is what Paul says is the mystery of godliness in Timothy 3.16, 1 Timothy 3.16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. The Son of God became the Son of Man. That's a great mystery. That's the great secret. And these secrets, God has secrets. In Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But before God came as Jesus, it was not a secret to everyone. It wasn't. There were some that knew this great secret before Daniel. Eve, of all people, Eve, Chava, Eve, she knew this secret. And we can see that she knew the secret by the name that she gave to her first son, her firstborn, after her fall into sin. Genesis 4.1, Genesis 4.1. Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Now, that's not the way the Hebrew reads. Again, nobody asked me, so what can I do? The Hebrew reads that Eve said, Kaniti, it's very simple, Kaniti ish et Yehovah. The Hebrew, that last part, et Yehovah, et is a Hebrew uh, word that always refers to the direct object. So what Eve said is, I have gotten a man who is the Lord, who is Jehovah. That's what it means when she said, Kaniti ish et Yehovah. I have gotten a man who is the Lord. It's not complicated. 
But no translation translated that correctly except for Martin Luther. Martin Luther got it right when he translated it the way it is. I have gotten a man who is the Lord. What this is showing is that God somehow, we don't know, indicated to Eve that the deliverer that she was promised, that they were promised in Genesis 3.15, Genesis 3.15, this promise of the deliverer, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. God had indicated to Eve that her seed, a man, was going to crush the head of the devil and he would be God. And he would be the son of God who would come as the son of man. He would be God come as a man. And Eve just assumed that her firstborn son, Cain, was God coming as a man. That's why she said in Genesis 4.1, Genesis 4.1, I have gotten a man who is the Lord. Eve thought she gave birth to the son of man, who is Jehovah. Eve thought she had given birth to Jehovah Jesus. Well, she was just a little off because she gave birth to the first murderer, Cain. But she didn't know that. And the fact that she said that she had given birth to a man who was Jehovah shows that she knew the secret, that the Lord God omnipotent will come as the Son of Man. Actually, talking Christmas time, actually, it's not Eve, but it was another woman, another woman named Mary, who could have accurately said the words that, that Eve said. Mary is the one who could have said, Kaniti ish et Yehovah. Mary's the one who could have said accurately, I have gotten a man who is the Lord. Because in Luke 1.35, Luke 1.35, as we said, the angel told her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, that thing which shall born of thee shall be called the Son of God. But this secret, great secret, as we look down the tunnel of time beyond Eve, we can see that there were others that knew this secret, found out. Jacob on that great night in which his name was changed from Israel uh, to Israel, from Jacob to Israel, he found out the great secret as he that night was desperate because his brother was coming, he thought, to murder him and his family. He wrestled with a man all alone that he came to know that man he was wrestling with was God in Genesis 32, 29. Genesis 32, 29, when he asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. He said, where is it, therefore, that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. Jacob wanted to know the man's name, and Jacob, the man didn't tell him, but Jacob knew his name. And he revealed the name of the man that he knew by the place, the name of the place that he named, where this all happened. In Genesis 32.30, Genesis 32.30, Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, which means face of God. I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. He found out the man's name. The man's name was God. He knew the secret that the Son of God would become the Son of Man. Manoah also came to know the great secret that God was the Son of Man. This happened in Judges 13, 17. Judges 13, 17. Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, what is thy name? And when thy sayings come to pass, we may do the honor. The angel of the Lord said unto him, why askest thou after my name? See, it is a secret so Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord. And the angel did wondrously, and Manoah and his wife looked on. Came to pass as the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. And Manoah and his wife looked on and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and his wife 
Then Manoah said, Noah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. Manoah said unto his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. He knew that that was God. This was the great secret. The great secret was not found out by searching. It was found out by revelation. In Job 11.7, Job 11.7, it says, Canst thou, by searching, find out God? Canst thou find out the Almighty? This great secret is not revealed to everyone. It was revealed to some. It was revealed to those specifically who feared God. Feared God, Psalm 25.14, Psalm 25.14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Proverbs 3.32, Proverbs 3.32, it says, his secret is with the righteous. The question is asked in Proverbs 30, verse 4, Proverbs 30, verse 4, who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name, if thou canst tell, if you know the secret? It's a great secret that God's name was going to be the Son of Man. Isaiah saw this great secret when he said, the Christmas verse in Isaiah 9.6, Isaiah 9.6, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. He's going to have a dominion last forever. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. His name shall be called the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The child that was born is the son of man, he is also called the mighty God. Isaiah saw it. Isaiah saw it, that the son of man was God the son. He saw it also when he said, again, Christmas verse, Isaiah 7.14, Isaiah 7.14, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah saw the virgin was gonna conceive and bear a son called God with us. This son was going to be God with us. God, again, revealed the secret to the prophet Isaiah, as God said in Amos 3.7, Amos 3.7, Surely the Lord God revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Now, we come now to Isaiah's great chapter. You might call it the greatest chapter in all the Bible, Isaiah 53.1, Isaiah 53.1. Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Now, this is another title of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is called the arm of the Lord. You say, because he says, just who is the arm of the Lord revealed? And then what's the whole subject, the whole chapter? It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is the arm of the Lord that grew up before God as a tender plant. The arm of the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ that has no form and comeliness, and when we see him, we should not desire him. The arm of the Lord is the one who was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The arm of the Lord is the one who the iniquity of us all was laid on him. This is the arm of the Lord. It's not a question of what is the arm of the Lord. It's a question of who is the arm of the Lord. You know, this issue of arm is kind of important for me right now because soon I'm going to have an operation on my shoulder and I'm going to lose the function of my right arm during the recovery, which they said could take nine months. So what have I been doing coming up to this operation? I've been going through every one of the motions of my daily life and asking myself the question, how am I gonna do that without my right arm? It's been very revealing to me, let me tell you, as I've seen how much I really 
uh, have taken my right arm for granted. I feel real bad about it, you know. It's, it's always been there, and now it's not going to be there. So I realized that this exercise of thinking how I'm going to do life without my right arm is, how am I going to do this? For example, I want to cut up and eat a nice T-bone steak. I love T-bone steaks. So anyways, I'm going to do that. But without my arm, that desire to cut up and eat this T-bone steak, it's just a frustration. Because all I can do is think about how I want to eat that nice T-bone steak, and I can't do it because I don't have my right arm. All because I need the arm of Tom in order to accomplish what Tom wants. The arm of Tom accomplishes what Tom wants to do. The arm is a bridge that connects intention to action. And these are the concepts about the arm. The arm accomplishes what the mind and the heart want to do. I love my arm. I love my arm. Because it finishes what my heart and my mind want to do. Now think of how, with those concepts in mind, think of how the Lord Jesus Christ is called the arm of the Lord. And how the arm accomplishes what the person wants to do. For example, in John 19.30, John 19.30, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said on the cross, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. In the Hebrew, the word is asa, which means accomplished or finished. So in that word, he is expressing what he did as the arm of the Lord, as the arm of the Father. See, it was in the heart and mind of God the Father to accomplish the work of our atonement, which the Lord Jesus did. And it was the Son of God, it was God the Son, who became the arm of the Lord, the arm of God the Father, to accomplish the work that God the Father wanted done. And think of how the Lord Jesus Christ, as the arm of the Lord, in John 3.16, John 3.16, which of course we all know very well, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God the Father loved the world that it was in his heart, in his mind, to save the world so that the world would not perish, but have everlasting life. It was God the Son as the arm of the Lord, as the arm of God the Father, that accomplished the act of God the Father that was his mind and heart. Now think of the response of God the Father to God the Son for becoming the arm of the Lord, becoming the arm of God the Father in accomplishing this love work of atonement for man when Jesus, as the arm of the Lord, said in John 4.34, John 4.34, Jesus saith unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. As he said in John 8.29, John 8.29, I do always those things that please him. As he said in John 10.17, John 10.17, therefore doth my father love me because I laid down my life that I might take it again. To lay down a sinless life was the will of God the Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ stepped up and accomplished or finished the will of the Father as the arm of the Lord, as the arm of God the Father, who loved the Lord Jesus because the arm of God the Father. Just picture me with my T-bone steak that I really want to eat, but I need the arm of Tom to eat the steak. Now picture my arm talking back to me and saying, I love to do what you want to accomplish. My meat is to do your will. My arm could speak to me. And picture me looking with great love and appreciation at my arm and saying to it, I love you because without you, I can't eat a T-bone steak. Then picture my arm saying to others, 
Therefore, Tom does love me because I do what Tom wants. Picture my arm saying, I do always those things that please Tom. My arm is not going to go rogue. It's not going to go wild. It's not going to do what I don't want to do. No more the Lord Jesus Christ would ever go rogue and do what God the Father would not want because the Lord Jesus Christ is the arm of the Lord. Now, just picture if I said to my arm, I want you to reach into a burning fire and I want you to save a person that's being burned to death. Now, my arm might say to me, you know, that's going to hurt. You know, I'm going to burn. And my arm might say to me, is it possible that you don't have to ask me to do this? And my arm might say, but nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want. As the arm of the Lord, when God the Father asked the Lord Jesus Christ to take all our sin on him as the arm of the Lord, the Lord said in Mark 14, 36, Mark 14, 36, take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. Every time we see in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Scriptures, every time we see the arm of the Lord or the right hand of the Lord, it's referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 51.9, Isaiah 51.9, Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days and the generations of old. Psalm 118.6, Psalm 118.6, The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. Yes, he's exalted. He's exalted above all because he humbled himself. Wherefore, God highly exalted him, the right hand of the Lord. So where we see the Lord Jesus as the Son of Man, in verse 13, it's during the judgment of man, which is what he said in John 5.22, John 5.22. The Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. Now, we see the Lord Jesus as the Son of Man, and in this context, as we saw, he has three gifts. Three gifts are given to him in Daniel 7, 14, verse 14. There was given unto him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all the people, nations, languages to serve him. His dominion is everlasting, not pass away his kingdom, not be destroyed. So these are the three things that were given to the Lord Jesus. Dominion, glory, and a kingdom. First, given to him dominion. God the Father gave to God the Son a dominion over all people, nations, and languages. And we can see this when the nations and the earth are raging against God, are raging against his Messiah, and the response of God the Father was to turn to God the Son and ask him, go ahead and ask me for the nations as your inheritance and for all the earth as your possession. And he says, and I'll give it to you so you can break them with the rod of iron and shatter them like a pot is shattered. This is Psalm 2.6, Psalm 2.6, Psalm 2.6. Yet, God the Father says, yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen, the nations, the goyim, for thine inheritance and the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with the rod of iron, and thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. This was a power that was given to the Lord Jesus Christ that he spoke about that it was given to him as he commissioned his followers to go into all the earth and to preach the gospel. The gospel is a message from the one that was given power and rule over all the earth. He was given us all the, all, over all the earth. And he told his disciples this in Matthew 28, 18. 
Matthew 28, 18, when Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, that was the dominion. Second, dominion of power. Second, there was given to the Lord Jesus glory. It says in Daniel 7.14, Daniel 7.14, there was given him dominion and glory. This glory was given to him, as it says in Daniel 7.14. It was given to him, and he spoke about it when the Lord Jesus prayed to God the Father in John 17.24. John 17.24, when he said, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Third, there was given to the Lord Jesus a kingdom. He was given a kingdom by God. As we saw, God the Father gave him a kingdom when it says in Psalm 2.6, Psalm 2.6, we already saw this, yet have I set my king upon my holy hill. This kingdom is everlasting. It's everlasting, as we saw in Isaiah 9.6, Isaiah 9.6, unto, unto us a child is born, son is given, the government, that's the kingdom, shall be upon his shoulder, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, verse seven, the increase of his government and peace shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth even forever. His kingdom was announced as saw to Mary by the angel. Luke 1.30, Luke 1.30. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth the Son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. All predicted in Daniel 7, 14. Because his kingdom is overall, because his kingdom is everlasting, we read that in Philippians 2.9, Philippians 2.9, wherefore God hath also highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Three things that the Lord Jesus Christ received from God the Father. Daniel 7.14, verse 14, Daniel 7.14. There was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, languages should serve him. This dominion is an everlasting dominion, not pass away, his kingdom not be destroyed. So what we've seen in these two verses of Daniel 7, verses 13 and 14, is that the Lord Jesus Christ is the great secret, is that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of Man. And that as the Son of Man, God has given him this dominion forever, the glory and an everlasting kingdom. We've seen that this, what the great secret was. The great secret is that God, God, the Lord God Omnipotent is the Son of Man. We've seen how the Lord Jesus is also the arm of the Lord, the right hand of the Lord, accomplishing all that God the Father desires. And the greatest, his greatest accomplishment was to become the Son of Man so he could die for our sins, to save us from our sins. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having all this in your heart. And we, Lord, have to turn to you, Lord Jesus, and thank you for being willing to become the arm of the Lord and the Son of Man. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.